0: You may be seated. Uh, here, Evan, you're getting a phone call. Here, It's your granddad kid. <laughs> Do you know how dangerous this is? To, you know, see, preachers have a built-in stop time. Noon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Now, uh let me just, let me say... Uh, folks you need to thank god for for your leaders here um they have a heart for the lord and they have a heart they love you for our elders and our, our staff and our group leaders um and they're just so amazing i'm so honored to be able to to journey journey with these guys um and i'll tell you th- they have been so pliable and flexible. I mean, you can't put God in a box, and we try to, and uh, we like structure, everything like that. But God's ways are not our ways, and you know His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so, there, there's been so much movement. It's like well, we think we're going to do this, and oh, oh, we're not. No, that's not. The way, oh, it's, I mean, all week long. I mean, to this, to the very beginning of this was, was exact, we had we weren't we weren't doing that. So we just don 't need to get locked in on um, you know how god 's supposed to function and operate, uh, but God has provided i mean he 's put it on your hearts to be here thank you, thank you for being open and receptive to to what god 's doing at this moment because do we desperately need each other um, the most cantankerous of 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 folks we you know we need all of us, all of us uh and um and uh, God has provided in a, in a wonderful way. Um, we wanted we wanted just everybody that's a part of this body to be able to process through this. And so, um, you know, but child, care, you know, child care and this uh, you know, that's always an issue. And you know, well, God, God raised up uh, uh, Frank and Tammy's daughter Shelby and some of her friends. They're, they're, they've dedicated they've dedicated this month to come alongside and to be a blessing to us. And so, golly, that's just, that's just, mm, just wonderful. I'm so, so, so grateful for it. Um, All right. um, So just continue, I've really continued to pray for, for, for me, for our uh, leaders, uh, for our elders, for our group leaders as we process this. We're, we're, we don't, we didn't know what to call this, this thing because it's, Words sometimes get all messed up and, and they don 't really convey stuff um, but uh, it's it 's a season of time where god 's just wanting us to he get our attention you know and to to really hear from him and and, and then respond to what he 's saying do uh we were you know trying to come up with just a way to this. the last thing i think we came up with is we call it exposed uh, how what expose you know it's renewal or listening uh you know god's restoration god's work whatever but um uh it's a, it's a, it's a process that's not done just to be cute but uh, the reason that we 're here and having our worship first is so we can hear what uh, God has laid out before us in second Corinthians uh, chapter seven verse fourteen, so we can hear that you know one thing at a time and then together go process it instead of us all being well i 'm studying this and this and my group 's studying this and i 'm doing this, and you know uh, we know we know so much. But sometimes we don't always apply what we know, and that's where we get in trouble. Um, Great theologian said, truth long heard and uh, not acted on leads to terrible self-deception. So uh, it's it's a matter of us being able to slow down here a few simple things that God is inviting us to do and experience, and then us processing that together and learning from one another what that really means and, and how we can do that and how we can help uh, one or, one another in that process. so uh, here it is you know today um, we have second Corinthians, uh, do we have that chronicles uh, passage second chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. Uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Last week, I, I was real careful to say, listen, this was a specific promise to the nation of Israel, uh, but it is a principle. You know, uh, God's not saying, you know, to to us. Uh, specifically, that th- this deal, like if, you, if Cross Point, if you do this, then the whole United States of America will be healed. That's not what it's saying. We can't we can't project on God, but it, it is a principle that that applies to us. And so today, we're we're looking at this thing uh, called humility. He, the first thing he says there, my people called by my name. We're saying we're we're called by the name of Jesus. He says, will humble themselves. And so, you know, it's something in Scripture that uh, we are never... It, it ne- scripture never says, okay, pray for humility. Pray, it, never, it never says that in Scripture. Matter of fact, the Bible says that it is a choice that we make when we become aware of God's presence. It is something that we choose to do. So it, it's not like, okay, um, uh, God, help me to be humble. Uh, any of y'all remember, uh, Mac Davis, uh, way back, way back in the day, uh, country singer, Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way, you know, and uh, some of us, you know, we, we, we think that's cute, but we believe it now. Now, um, but, uh, here's what God's saying. Humble yourselves, humble yourselves before him. Now, why would you and I be interested? Because, see, the reality is uh, you're going to leave here and you're going to uh, go out there and, and, and face Atlanta traffic. And there's people trying to get ahead of you and they're going to cut you off. And then you've got to go to work in a dog-eat-dog dog world. Why would you be interested in humbling yourself before God? Why would you do that? Well couple of verses the first one here uh james chapter 4 verse 6 uh says but he gives us more grace that is why the scripture says god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble why would you and i be interested in, in humbling ourselves because god opposes the proud he opposes our plans our desires all this guy he we're in opposition to god we're going to hear a little bit more about that. And that that's one of the reasons that we struggle. You know, we we have these internal insecurities or fears, we have this anger, we have this resentment, we have this bitterness. Or, or we have this inferiority. I mean, there's so many complexes and issues that face us and and we just kind of li- live with it. You know, we just we we try to go along and live with it. But 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 God just God wants to bring restoration to our lives to look like what he intended for us to look like Jesus, that we can wrap our arms around folks. And so we, I don't know, that, that's kind of appealing to me. I don't, I don't want to live in opposition to God. But then there's a next verse here, Proverbs uh, chapter 16, verse 18. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So what it's saying is if we live proud lives, there's going to be destruction That's going to cause damage. Uh, Anytime that that comes in, and and proud living is living according to myself. It's almost a a self-rule kind of thing. But it says, pride goes before destruction. See any destruction out there today? You see any destruction in your family? Do you see any damage and destruction in your own life? man, golly uh, relationships in our marriages, families friendships, destruction in our uh lives, our churches the reputa- the reputation of the church, the body of christ, destruction in our in our country, gosh and and yet we go, okay now, now, there, there, you know it just go along to. But God said, wake up, wake up, listen to me. There's so much more. There's so much more. One of the things that I share with you is that there was a couple of agitators, and I keep you know, bringing this up, that, that in this process where God's kind of getting us, you know, our cheeks, getting our cheeks between us straight to say, look in my eyes, look here. Getting our attention through this process was... Um, that one book, uh, How to Bless God by Blessing Others, Ryan Dennison, I read you a couple of quotes there. And, you know, the, the, indict, the indictment is, you know, uh, the church today is largely indistinguishable from the world out there, the, the messed up world. How in the world would anybody want to come and give their lives to Jesus if this is what they're buying into? Um, so obviously God's got something that he wants to do. Uh, another was a book uh, that I told you about, uh, Stanley's book, Andy Stanley's book. I, I, I guess I probably n- never even heard one of his sermons. That, don't judge me for that, okay? Uh, but I mean, I'm busy, you know. I'm, I'm spending those sleepless nights and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, and I've m- maybe read part of one of his other books, but there was a book that some guy out there, you know, I said, What are you reading these days? And he said, Not in it, win it. And I said, oh, Tell me about it. And, and I've shared it with you, and so I, it's like God said, you go read this. And so I did, and whew, it was something. But he, he, listen, listen to his words right here. It's the only reading I'll do. He goes, I didn't want to nor have time to write this book, but my heart is broken over the division, not in our nation But in the church, see, the premise of the book is basically this, that, you know, we can get so sucked up in the vortex, especially the political divide. You know, it's like you're either red, red or you're blue, blue. There's no in between. No, red, red, blue, blue. And, you know, neither the twain shall meet. But it's like we can get sucked up in this vortex. And he believes the church has. Uh, That we are so concerned about all that's going on in America. We're so obsessed with saving America that we've forgotten about saving Americans. My heart is broken over the division, not in our nation, but in the church. Division. Division is the very thing that Jesus was most concerned about the thing we seem completely unconcerned about. Truth is, we fostered and fueled division by allowing recent political and cultural mayhem to distract us from what our Savior commanded us to do. Consequently, our primary concerns often mirror the concerns of our political party of choice rather than our Savior of choice. And what concerns your political party most? The same thing the other party is concerned about, winning. When winning replaces following, we are able to sanctify all manner of un-Jesus-like means to justify that end. We become quick to speak, slow to think. We criticize unbelievers for behaving like unbelievers. We criticize other believers without talking to them first. We rebrand slander as truth-telling. We claim, defend, and sue to ensure our rights take priority over defending the rights of others. We believe the worst. We rejoice when our enemies stumble. Saving America takes precedence over loving the American next door. And given enough time, we can produce chapter and verse to support all of it. Is there division? man, yes, there's division in our country. Is there division in our families? Yes. Is there division in relationships? Yes. <laughs> Have we allowed things, even as believers, to separate us? That God never intended. Absolutely. We allowed ourselves to be to, to be divided over masks or vaccines. Jesus wasn't enough to hold us together. Jesus says, God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Humble themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of problem. Uh, What is pride? Why do we need to? Pride is simply this. It's it's a a form of self-flattery. It is (coughs) self-centered, self-ruled living that elevates oneself above others. Conceited, self-absorbed, arrogant, rude. It's just self, a whole lot of self. It's self-living. And it's here that that we see that that the Bible is very clear about, like, what's so bad about that? Well, Jesus died to save us not only from our sins, but he died to save us from ourselves. James has a lot to say about it. Open up your Bible, if you would, to James. We're going to spend a few minutes there. Um, James chapter 4. And it's here that he talks about, uh, you know, what's going on and, you know, why we find ourselves all worked up on stuff that, uh, that God may be saying, you know, you're majoring on the minors. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. We got a Bible bearer back there that would be willing to bring it to you, um, but J- James, the half brother, Jesus, he 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 deals with this. He's talking about all this yak yak that's going on. And I, and I want you to just think about your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to, to help you see, you know, stuff that maybe that you're you're just pushing through or living with, but it is not God's intent, and not God's design. Maybe it's conflict in your family. Maybe there's an attitude. Maybe you've given up, you know, uh, on your on your spouse, and you say, but well, they'll never change. And so, but you've got an attitude of your hurt. Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a business partner. Maybe it's a, a family member, you know. And there's this tension, and there's this. Uh, and then I'm right there. Bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, just, it's just out there. Think about it. Let God, let God wash this over you. Here's James. He's addressing the need for us to humble ourselves. Beginning with verse 1, he says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. Fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You see, it's all about me. Verse 4, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think that scripture says without reason that the spirit he calls to live in us envies intensely? But he gives us more grace than all this. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers, brothers. Do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother judges him and speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it but sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Quite a mouthful here. so James is coming in he is, he is just reminding us of, of, of God's view and God's perspective on this and, and I don't is that you know th- there is this battle that's going on in and, 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 and the world and, and we just kind of say we can accept it but see no Jesus came so that we could be more than conquerors Jesus came and his, his request to me and to you is this, don't settle don't settle Uh, don't settle for just like I feel good about myself, I went to church and I read the Bible three times this week you know I'm feeling good, don't settle until we get to that place where when we humble ourselves and He said God will lift you up He will liberate you from all the muck and the mire and the gunk and the hatred and the attitudes and the division and the friction and the powerlessness and the fear and the depression but he helps us see here what's going on in, 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 in the first couple of verses. He said, the problem is is that you know, we're, we're, we're fighting each other. And he, he's talking to the body of Christ here. A lot of yak yak. Hey, we see that in churches. Don't think that we're immune from that. Don't think our body is not immune from that. You know, it's like, oh, you're right, I'm wrong. I think this, you think that. Uh, when's the last time we actually submitted and surrendered what I think to the Lord Jesus Christ? He said, what causes these fights and these quarrels, all this division? Don't they come from your desires? That battle within you? He is saying that all this is a result of the fact that we've got this battle going on in ourselves. What's happening out here is because we haven't haven't come to terms, made things right with God so we can be right with ourselves. So he says, it's this stuff that's just Churning inside of you. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, you don't get it. You kill and covet and you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and you fight. Wow. So what, he's, what he is describing there is this. Is that when I elevate myself above you. And the reality is, is that we, ne- we never measure things the same. We never measure things the same. I hit you, and then you hit me, and I'm going, whoa, you hit me a lot harder than I hit you. We do not measure things the same. Now God does. God has a weight, so we have to take it up before him. And so we get in this, and we're going, well, I did this, and you did it. And it's a transactional lifestyle that we're living, and all of a sudden, we find ourselves bent up, and our relationship's bent up, and our family's messed up, and oh, so much. What's going on? This is war. And... and just got sucked into this vortex of our culture and it's just it's it's this self and he says right there he says you're at war with others because you're at war within and 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 here's the bottom line and that conflict and all this stuff still stays there and it gets packed down because he says you do not ask god When's the last time you asked God, God, how do you want to handle this hurt that was done to me? God, God how do you want to handle what, th- this division? God, how do you want to handle this? God, how do you want to handle my attitude toward this person? You do not have because you do not ask God. See, that's prideful living. We get in this rut and we get in this flow and it's the acceptable thing out there and it says you do not have because you do not ask God. Let me ask you, what say does God have in the way you treat your spouse, in the way you speak to your spouse? You're doing it, well, this is just the way I've always done it. No, what say? When's the last time you said, hey, God, how do you want me to speak? You know what say does God have in in your finances, your money, your portfolio? It's like whoa, 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 now, whoa, whoa, Mike. Uh, what say? When's the last time you say, God, how do you how do you want me how do you want to use what I have? Some of you are saying, How do you how do you? I'll be glad to, Lord. How do you want to use what I don't have? I ain't got none. Be careful because he said. Now sometimes you ask, but you don't receive because you want to use it on, for for a cruise. You know, maybe that's not what he wants to do. He wants to give it to you because he wants to be advance his kingdom, be glorified. I, anyway, we get all oh, nervous about. It. Uh, what, when's the last time you said, God? This is my schedule. I told you about God kind of convicting me, where I had everything highlighted. Okay, God, I said, you know, here, blue, green, yellow. I think I can work. Got it? And God says. Hey, hardhead, this this is not your time. Let me me tell you what I want to do, and then you see if you want to work around some of your stuff. When's the last time, you know, you said, God, I want to hear what you have to say about this issue, this fear that's had me wrapped up, this stronghold. God, you know, what do you want? How do you want me to be, the the salt and the light of of your Son Jesus in this culture that is so divided? You know, Lord, how? What do you have to say about how I speak about my enemy? How I speak about person that votes? totally different than me, how how, how I I view and my attitude towards someone whose lifestyle I kind of makes me sick. Ye are they who justify yourselves among man, that which is highly esteemed and appreciated and glorified and tweeted among man is abomination in the sight of God. he's saying we're really trusting the wrong source here. What's going on is because it's going on here. And he's saying selfish desires lead to wrong behaviors and selfish desires lead to wrong praying. And when our praying is wrong, our whole life's wrong. When's the last time you said, Lord, how can you use me to advance your glory? I'm your. How, what do you want to do in my life? How can, how do you want to use my business? How do you want to use my work life? How do you want to use my, for, to advance your glory? So much is wrapped up in. God wants to meet you. And Jesus loves you, and we. He loves you. He loves me. And he loves every single person we lock eyes with. He does. But he's wanting to save us from ourselves. And here's an opportunity for him to be glorified in this relationship. When I humble myself and I go to this person that I, man, I've been mad at for a while. But I go to him and I say, I'm sorry. Let's work this thing through. You're worth it. You're worth it. How do, you, how do, how do I know you're worth it? Because Jesus says you're worth it. I mean, this is pretty sobering right here. But he's saying the root of these conflicts out here and this conflict here is because there's this conflict and war with God. Look's what he says. He says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. It's this rebellion against you. You go, whoa, 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 whoa. I am not God's enemy. I, I am not God's enemy. Well... James says that we are God's enemy if we are embracing this world. Now, I'm not talking about people of the world, because, see, we want to point to some people and say, they're what's wrong. No, 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 no. It's, it's, the Bible says that Satan is the prince of this air. And it's this world system of him seeking to, air, to, to win everybody over to just forgetting God or just you know maybe having a form of Christianity but not really being a follower of Christ. And he loves that. But he says there's a war that's going on. And he, he, he talks about the progression. here. He said there's, there's friendship. We get so, so comfortable here in this world. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of stuff in this world I love. But the good stuff can consume us. And it can become our God. I love food. I love eating good. That smoked pig that we did for my dad, it was amazing. I want more. You know, I want some more. Oh, remind talked to talk to you. We've got to talk about that um, today. Um, but it says friendship with the world uh, then, then leads to loving the world. And then loving the world means conforming to the world. And then when we conform to the world, it's, there's this spiritual adultery and we're loving all this stuff, and you can tell it by our money. I, yeah, I, I don't care what you say. I don't care what I say. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love you. Chant, chant, chant Jesus, but look at how I spend my time. Look at my conversation over the last week. When did I talk to anybody about Jesus? Family member, I'm not talking about going out there and trying to win somebody. I'm not just talking about how much of my conversations about Jesus. What about my money, the use of my money? This tells me the gods I serve. Yeah. Love is known by the actions that it prompts. And so Satan is at work, you know, in the world, and yes, he well, he wants to come in, and I, we've been praying, you please pray for continued protection on us, protecting our minds, protecting our health, uh, our, our tear ducts, all that stuff. Protect them <laughs> um, dur- during this process. Because I know the evil one is not happy when Jesus is lifted up and when people are freed up. Because of the forgiveness and the grace and the love of Jesus. See, uh, pride is Satan's greatest sin, and so he wants us to be proud. Here's kind of the skinny of it. God created us to depend on his grace. Every day. Satan wants us to depend on ourselves. That's it. How am I doing on that? my people called by my name will humble themselves it's a choice we can choose we can choose to say well I'm not quite that bad I'm not bad enough to get to that particular point yet what does humbling what what does humbling myself really look like brace yourself it's surrendering control of my life, every aspect of my life, to Jesus. In your group, you're going to be looking over some what that really looks like. That's what he says in verse 7. He says, submit yourselves then to God. See the reason we have such a hard time resisting the devil, you can't do it unless you submitted first to God. Surrendering control, abdicating my life to God. Why? Because, as that song says, Jesus is life. He's life. That's God's solution. Come near to God. That's a choice. It's just, and that's what we've chosen as a body. We said, Lord, we're, we're just, we're. This is your church. It's a lot easier to give God our lives. You know, it's like here, this is. I'm a mess. <laughs> here, you take it. And if we think we got it all together, but we have submitted this and surrender control uh, saying god this is your bride you will build your church and we're going to get out of the way show us reveal to us any of the baggage and the gunk and the stuff that you just you just want to want us to dump get rid of wash your hands that's kind of like we kind of demonstrate that you know what a, a, a Modern-day application of that boy. What might be is be like. It may be you might walk up here at the end of the service because it's an outward expression of my surrendering to God. You go, I don't like being up front, but you might need a hug from heaven, and and I do know you need somebody praying for you. If watching it may be in your group as you share. You know stuff purify your hearts get that heart that attitude let them start to, let them go deep transparency being real stop the facade i mean we need to be nice you know to each other but then don't stop there keep going grieve mourn well i think that's some of what the spirit was doing in me It's like whoa we need jesus we need jesus Humble yourselves before God and he will lift you up. It never says pray for hum- uh, to, to, to be humble, but we can pray and say, Jesus, I choose to be humble. Lead me in this. And that's what we're going to be singing in just a minute. We're, we're going to be singing, Lord, I need you. We, you, you lead us you lead us in this time why humble yourselves before god and he will exalt you he will lift you up it'll be for our good and for his glory and after we get through here you're gonna i'm gonna make sure everybody knows thank you thank you for um again jumping in uh that uh Everybody knows who the, you know, the group leaders. We're going to go and we're going to apply. We're going to process and apply. Information without application leads to, it's got to be an a, I-O-N on there. It, I mean, it leads to, somebody help me. It's delusion. What is it? Devastation. Huh? Devastation. Devastation? Okay, I like that. Deterioration, devastation, okay. Yeah, information without application is stupid. So we're not wanna be that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna apply Jesus just lead us. We are so we we <laughs> where we're choosing to to allow you to lead us, to to prune us, to love us, to hug us, to liberate us. Mm in, in this time. All for your glory and our good. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.